Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined not by Pete Zayas. He was yesterday. I'm joined instead by his son boss, Harrison Fagan. Hey, Harrison. Hey, you got my name right this time. You know, I, now I regret it seeing as you t- tweeted out the outtake. You tweeted out that you wanted me to die. Well, no, you said you want to die. No, you asked yeah, me if you, you want to die. that I didn't want to know the answer to that question. Hey, this gate, this uh, this show started just like the old ones. <laughs> yeah, didn't you guys miss this? <laughs> uh, today's show is going to be about LeBron and then Kobe and the Kobe conversation. Look, if you're a Kobe wor- worshiper, just you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, just see, we'll get that. But also, just stop after the first segment. I'm just going to ask you to stop after the first segment, and then, you know, if you want to come back for the second segment, maybe we can throw out a timestamp or something like that. We have a fun game, hopefully slated for the very, very end of the show. Um, But but if you you worship at the altar of Kobe, please do not listen to the second segment of the show, and then at me with your asinine Kobe takes. Please. All right. Uh, but but today we're going to start with the LeBron James sweepstakes, which according to Vegas, Vegas seems to think the Lakers have an inside track at this stuff. So we're going to get into that, um, how we feel about Kobe's comments about LeBron and and his deference to being uh, in the in the sales pitch meetings with some of these free agents. Um, it, this is going to shock you, but I'm taking that a little bit more negatively than Harrison is going to. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to play a fun aggregating game at the very end of the show. As always, make sure you guys are following the show on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Silver Screen and Roll, Lakers Outsiders. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony or in LA. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at Do You Want Me to Die? Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Lakers. Let's uh, let's jump into this, Harrison. Yesterday, meaning two days ago, by the time everybody listened to the show is listening to the show, the Lakers were at even money to sign LeBron James. Today, when we're recording this, the Lakers are at at less than even money. Meaning, the the, the Vegas thinks that if LeBron, if you were to put a hundred dollars on the Lakers to to land LeBron you would get like $90 back. That's pretty Okay, I'm glad you explained that because I still don't understand gambling <laughs> odds. Every time we do a post on gambling, I have to text Anthony. I'm like, is this improvement or is this like, is this worse odds or what's the deal? Because Anthony is a degenerate gambler and I don't understand gambling whatsoever. I've only gambled like twice in my life on like sporting events and like, uh, only one, like only a couple times playing blackjack and stuff. So okay, so their odds have gotten better. Better. Do you think it's because of all of the rumor? Because Gary Payton said and Reddit said that his son is coming to Sierra Union High School. I think right? Canyon. 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 Okay. And and Gary Kester, friend of the show, Gary Kester confirmed the right, yes. confirmation. So, uh, but I, I would say, look, I think. The thing that needs to be pointed out before we get into any of the LeBron-specific narrative here is that the Lakers are a very, very, very public team, meaning that they garner a lot of bets. And they're in this, I guess, sweepstakes. The next team down is the Philadelphia 76ers, who are not a very public team. They're one of the more public, but they aren't nearly on the Lakers' level. And that, like, it'd be one thing if... The Knicks were in the running here or the Celtics were in the running here. Uh, then you would see maybe a little bit more 
equal betting numbers of bets coming across to the Lakers. And I think what's happening now is the number, the sheer number of bets that are coming in in favor of the Lakers is forcing that those odds to a place where, where now they're, they're at less than even odds that the Lakers are going to land LeBron. I think it's really interesting to watch it take place, but that math needs to be taken into account. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely something that we should take into account. But, I mean, all of the rumors and stuff, I think, have to be affecting this at least a little bit. I think yeah. I don't think that we can say it's just that more Lakers fans are putting bets down. I mean, some of them are probably putting more bets down because of the rumors that are mm-hmm. coming out. But I also think, like, the, the news about this stuff has started to change it a little bit. You know, we there's been, like, a lot of scuttlebutt from a lot of various sources about LeBron is maybe coming to L.A. Or here's this latest thing that might suggest that he's coming to LA and I for one can't wait to see how my latest report where I just drive around Los Angeles middle schools like <laughs> screaming is LeBron James Jr. going here affects the odds because if, <laughs> if the school doesn't yell back he's not coming here then I don't know is LeBron James Jr. enrolled there we don't know school officials ha- have refuted that report or haven't refuted that report well they I think they literally cannot confirm that yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be like a – I think it's FERPA. I think that would be a FERPA violation. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's a violation. So like imagine imagine like Chris Palmer was one of the people who who hopped on their phone and called the school, right? Like how do you That's think That's what that, I'm saying. Let's just start calling schools. Let's make do, some news. How do you think that conversation goes though? <laughs> just because there haven't, there haven't been any reports that – LeBron is LeBron's son is going to Woodbridge High School in Irvine, but let's just call them and just be like Woodbridge High School officials refute reports that LeBron James Jr. is going to be attending there. I always thought Northridge High School was a nicer high school than Woodbridge, but that's a different. I don't. I, I just have driven by Woodbridge. But they, like but like imagine. All right, so Chris Palmer calls Sierra Canyon. He's talking to their. He's talking to their principal, their their dean or whatever they call it over there. A school official. Yeah, a said. school. He he calls. He calls. He goes. Hey, this is a uh, Chris Palmer from because uh, he doesn't have a. A syndication right now right so like hi this is a uh, chris palmer from twitter i'm verified i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just, i'm saying we're both verified on twitter we can make this happen let's and start we have calling, a platform <laughs> yeah this is this is harrison fagan from the i was the guest I was, i'm a guest on the lockdown lakers podcast and i would like to know whether and also verified on twitter and i would like to know whether or not any of lebron james's children are attending here <laughs> Let's start calling preschool. Let's let's figure out where his where his youngest daughter's going. We could just go through like the the yellow book, right? Do they still make yellow books? We just yeah, look up all, all the James, all the, all the new James. Jameses. <laughs> we'll only be there for a day or two. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's playing a part in it. I, and and here's look. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we'll really quickly tie up this conversation and jump into the Kobe one. The the thing that keeps on striking me in in these in this chase for LeBron is that like you have Philadelphia, which was a they didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? But they got it. They they a lot of people thought that they should have. It was a disappointment that they didn't, right? Uh, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers who were in the NBA Finals. You have the uh, Boston is not listed. The Houston Rockets was in the Western Conference Finals. And then you have the Lakers who had 35 wins last year. And it, it's just it's crazy to me that Vegas has this much confidence in a team like public public it can't be just the public thing right because right. they didn't have odds like this the last couple of years and and so like it's crazy to me and and you know people have been reporting all kinds of stuff 
you know, on the range of, of, of concreteness or whatever. But, but for right now, I think it's worth noting that the Lakers are not just in it with LeBron, but considered the far and away favorite by, by Vegas. Like, I, yeah. you know, you, you, you never know. Maybe they know something that we don't, or maybe they're just trying to get as many bets as they can. But that's pretty insane. Well, I mean, if they want more bets, they wouldn't be worsening the odds. They'd be yeah. raising them. Yeah, they, no, you're right. They, yeah. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Harrison and I are, are recording this on, like, Skype, and I could see his face, and I could actually see— I was see like, wait a second, was that the, wrong? <laughs> I could watch the confidence leaking out of his face as he was trying to do math there. But, yeah. yes, you're right. If they if they wanted to garner more bets from the more public team, you would set the odds not necessarily really bad because it, nobody thinks— You don't you bet them on about in the shot. middle. So right. the people think there's a chance, so they don't think they're throwing their money away, mm-hmm. but they also they think that they're getting, like, a decent return. Yeah, you, you want to give the appearance of value. And yeah. they're just they, they're, they're going the other direction with it, and they're just saying, no, this is how we think this is going to play out. So something to watch. Um, let's just uh, – let's, let's segue awkwardly. To somebody who <sighs> is not going to be a part of those pitch meetings, yeah. if the Lakers are going to try and pitch LeBron. Let's let's start here. How have you have you enjoyed post career Kobe? Sometimes I guess it's like it's hit and miss for me. Like I, the whole the whole like the the way that he does his like show where he talks about these players and he did this a little bit when he was doing the breakdowns last year when it was called some, it was like muse cage or whatever it was. (laughs) Um, and, (laughs) and he, it was, it's like this mythology, like this, like mythologizing players a little bit where it's like, like real, like champions know what it takes to get to the heart of the defense. And they just have the drive and the will to lead their team into the playoffs. And like these intangible factors when it's like Kobe, that's not, you know, like that's not the primary reason that you were great at basketball. And like you had success, like, yes, it was great that you wanted to win, but you were also very, very talented and you had very good teammates on your team. Like there, there was more to it than just like, there was more to the Lakers turnaround in 2008 than you just saying like, I'm, I figured it out. Like I know how we're going to win now. How far removed are we from Kobe just selling mama mentality Gatorade? I mean, he already is. He has body armor. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like full on mama mentality aid that like helps you <laughs> think like raises clearer. your mamba lights. Yeah, right, right. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> mamba lights. Right. <laughs> but like, all right. So here's the thing. I I find Kobe talking about other situations like and, and breaking down what he would see on the court. That stuff is interesting to me. I would I actually I won't say I won't go. Yeah, so the far X's to say, and O's stuff is interesting. Yeah, it, I won't go so far. It's the to other say stuff. I enjoy it, but I, I'll I'll say that it's it's tolerable. But like with the with the you know telling his story in like five different ways at this point, and I just say, Kobe, we get it. You're a fan of yourself. Thank you. Like you, you, you did really great things while you were playing for the Lakers, and now you aren't a part of the conversation when it comes down to LeBron and Michael Jordan. And I'm sure that, and like this is the other thing, Anthony, you have to hashtag enjoy his five. Okay, it's not about <laughs> who is best. It's fine. it's about just hashtag enjoy his five. <laughs> hashtag enjoy LeBron's three and six finals record. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy Hashtag LeBron enjoy getting MJ, swept. Uh, enjoy MJ six. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I, I just 
So here's the thing. While Kobe was playing, he was as good as any professional athlete I have ever seen at controlling and guiding the narrative. He was tremendous at it. And you can do that kind of thing while you're still playing, right? Like you can – when you're literally affecting the outcome of games and doing so as an NBA player, which has probably more impact on the game than any other athlete outside of maybe football quarterbacks. But but Kobe is in a spot right now where he can't do that. He, he's forced to kind of sit back and his narrative is kind of being written or not just hit, not his narrative, but, but a narrative about the game that kind of sort of involves him is being written and he can't quite guide it the way that he used to. So he's finding his way to do it with hashtag enjoy his five. He can't go and like, like if he hears a bunch of people saying nice things about LeBron or putting LeBron into the, into the goat conversation, he can't go out and drop 50 the next night anymore. Right, right, exactly. Or he can't, yeah, or 50 jumpers or 50 points, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whichever direction he decides to go in. Uh, we're going to take another quick second here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the Lakers-specific aspect to this with Kobe and, and how we've watched this as Laker fans and people covering the team and, and what we've seen from Kobe in that respect. We'll do that here in a second. So... If you look at all – I'm going to start the conversation here. By just about every single person you talk to, anybody who ranks all-time Lakers has Kobe somewhere in the top five, somewhere in the top three, and somewhere in those areas, right? It's Magic, it's West, it's Kobe, it's Kareem, and then it's you know maybe Shaq, right? But those, those, those four, right, between Kareem, Magic, West, and Kobe – those four guys are, are kind of they're, – they're tier one. If you look at the other guys though, all of those other guys showed some type – some semblance of caring for the, about the Lakers after they retired. Now, we're pretty recently removed, obviously a lot more recently removed than the other guys that we're talking about here. And so maybe Kobe comes around eventually later in his post-career life. But for right now, it's kind of interesting to me that West – Lakers GM Kareem at some point came back and worked with Bynum and uh, Magic tried to coach disastrously and then now is the head of basketball operations for the Lakers whereas like Kobe all they want Kobe to do is hey buddy sit in on these meetings please help like just just you can relate to LeBron in ways that most other people we could have in these meetings might not be able to what can you do for us and Kobe's like nah fam not gonna happen Okay, for I think that might be like falsely stating it a little bit. I mean, he was asked on a podcast if he would be in the Lakers free agency meetings. That wasn't Alex Kennedy asking Kobe to go sit in on the Lakers free. Like, we don't know that the Lakers have asked him. We don't know that the Lakers even want that. I mean, to be honest, are are <laughs> we so sure? <laughs> even with Pal- even with Palinka, his former agent as the GM, are we sure they want him in those meetings? Like positive, because we saw how the last one when he was recruiting Dwight went. That's that's a very good point. <laughs> you know, like what's he going to do? Like LeBron's going to walk in and Kobe's just going to start playing a special episode of detail on how he can teach LeBron how to win. LeBron, you got to you got LeBron like doesn't pull his chair out first or like Kobe beats him to the chair that LeBron wants. You just you got to you got to want it more if you want to be successful as a Laker LeBron. That's lesson number 1. <laughs> lesson number 1. <laughs> 
<laughs> they read they try to reach across for the water kobe beats him like he just beats him all over the table <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be fun and hey watch. if kobe could still do that post-retirement then maybe he would have something to teach lebron <laughs> but i'm just saying like I don't know. Like, are we positive that they want him in those meetings? I'm not sure that they do. And even if they did, to me, it's hard to like you brought up all of the other guys. But I think the difference with those guys is they were all from a certain generation. Right. Like when, you know, players made a lot less yeah. in their during their career and they made a lot less post career, at least initially. Like Kobe has no need to go back and work in basketball. He has, a, you know, like we can make our jokes, but by any metric like he has a successful production company now they have an oscar within their first like year or two and he's having and he has like an exclusive espn deal on their paid platform which like they got to be paying him pretty decent money for that and it's not like he even he could have went and sat you know on his couch for the net for the rest of his life and he would have been able to afford to do that like he doesn't even have to work so the fact that he doesn't want to come back to his old employer and be like yeah let me help you sign more like employees like it's hard for me to fault him for that if that's not something that he's really interested in that would be a lot that point would be taken a lot better if it if magic johnson wasn't an actual billionaire <laughs> like, like magic johnson is an actual billionaire and he's and he's that's working. fair he's been he had an ownership stake in the lakers and i think you know it's different he's friends with genie i like best friends by all accounts and i think this was always his dream from the time that he was a player i don't think the kobe's dream has been to own the lakers and i think that that's partially like their different personality types magic was like the type of egalitarian leader on the court just wanted to like you know help in any way in the organization that he could whereas kobe was very much about like this is my narrative i am trying to go out there and compete with these greats and catch up to them and their legacies and be the best player I can be and there's nothing necessarily wrong with either path I just think that they're very different people so but you're right you're right about magic being a billionaire so what I'm hearing then from you is because the next question I was going to ask is like does does this kind of stuff if the Lakers approach Kobe and asked him to partake in these meetings and and how it's hard for me to think that they didn't seeing as they hired his old agent as the GM right like that that's the connection that's that's how Palinka got the job but like if 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 the Lakers approach Kobe and asked him if he could help in these sales pitch meetings and he's passing on that opportunity. Well, we don't know that they've approached him. Right. But I'm saying, I'm saying if I'm saying if I'm saying if, but if, if he is and he, if he was approached and he is saying no, does that kind of knock him down your, your list of all time Lakers greats? No, not really. I mean, I think magic, if anything, you talked about a guy, one of the few guys that could relate to LeBron in a pitch meeting like that. I would argue magic can relate to LeBron better. I think that they had similar mindsets as players. I think that they have similar off court ambitions and as like business people and that kind of thing. So I think like if anything, magic is the type of person that can you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before that magic is really one of the few people that can ever, that can talk to LeBron James and say, Hey, I can help you make your brand better. Mm -hmm. I can help teach you about how to better leverage your popularity and things like that. And the first step is, is putting on a Lakers uniform. I don't know that Kobe really has a whole lot to add beyond that. I mean, other than like, Hey, LeBron, I mean, people come at you on Twitter all the time, but me, anytime somebody tweets criticism at me, I can, all I have to do is quote tweet them and their, and their Twitter basically burns to the ground for 24 hours. (laughs) You you sound like you're saying that from experience. 
Maybe. <laughs> I think it does knock him down the Lakers list just a little bit. Too, not too far. Not. I mean, I I would still have ha- have him over How Shaq. How can he be knocked down from your last ever Laker? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a fair question. That's a fair follow-up. But like, Is I think- your rankings just like D'Angelo Russell, Magic Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> and then like every guy to ever play for the franchise? Nick Van Exel. And then uh, – no, I, so I think – like heading into this, like I said, I think it's the big four. The Lakers have a Mount Rushmore. They have Magic, West, Kareem, and Kobe. And I think before all of this, Kobe winning five titles compared to West's, I think, one. And then uh, Kobe winning five titles with, with one time with Shaq and then another time with a different team altogether. Uh, that might have vaulted him above Magic and Kareem in terms of on-court resume and, and the way that they won their titles. Uh, but now, like, I, it's hard for me not to put him fourth among those guys because I, I just – I want maybe – So maybe he's still I'm, fourth, though. He's still on the yeah, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, You're not, still, like, knocking him off for Byron. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine – um, no, it's not. <laughs> but, but like I, I would say, yeah, he's still he's still number four. But it, I, maybe maybe I'm lying to myself in in thinking that like West and Magic and Kareem just always cared about the Lakers in a way that you know I, I hope that Kobe would and and maybe I was being naive in thinking that way. But but Kobe seeming not to really care much about the Lakers after his career if this is the actual way that this scenario is playing out like that would hurt now if if he hasn't been approached which again i find unreal, unrealistic but if he hasn't been apro- approached and the lakers are just telling him hey enjoy your enjoy your muse cage yeah enjoy <laughs> enjoy your five uh we're gonna do our work over here then cool fine uh, then, then he goes back up to I would say second. I think I still have Magic number one over Kobe. But uh, if if I was if I was if I was to find out that the Lakers did actually approach him and say no, he'd be number four, and and you know, and his spot at number four is a little bit more precarious than I thought it would ever be. We're gonna take a. Uh, we're not gonna take a break. We are gonna. We're gonna play a game here. Harrison and I both work in aggregation online. Uh, we both are tasked with sifting through the Internet's rumors and reports and pseudo-reports. And if you listen to Steve Kyler, nothing he says and everything he says is actually a report. Um, but like <laughs> – Aggregate that. <laughs> but uh, there, was a, there was a little stir-up recently when I think it was Brian Windhorst told – was it slam to aggregate better tomorrow? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and that got us to thinking. And then also the situation that it that, was more of the situation last week with my internet dad, yeah, with, Pete with, Zayas, <laughs> with where Coach he was Pete taken dad. out of context. And I, I think that there was a little bit of lazy aggregation going on there yep. where somebody just went to a timestamp in a podcast and they like, or they just like copy and pasted like a transcript from a podcast yep. or something along those, like it was uh, something like that. They obviously, they either willfully cut the full context of Pete's comments or they just didn't like actually, or, or they just like didn't pay attention to them. So I, I'm a, we're going to see how easy it is to get aggregated right here. So what we're going to, this is where we ask for help from you, the listener. Anthony's going to ask me a question in a couple minutes mm-hmm. or in, in a couple seconds. And we want you to tweet the timestamp of that question and just like, oh, Harrison, big report on like why LeBron, more details on LeBron coming to LA or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you guys can go 
do as you wish. There's going but, to be there's going to be a break here, and we're going to make it crystal clear. And this is the point of all of this kind of rambling. I am before. making this up. What I am about right. to say, crystal clear. This is not an actual report. We just want to see if somebody is so lazy that they'll take. They the don't transcript. pay attention to all this part. Yeah, and they just listen and to this next part. Exactly. All right. So we're going to take a quick second, and I hope everybody we're all on the same page here. When we when we come back here, Harrison is going to. Give his fake report. Fake. This is fake. All right. Three, two, one. Harrison, I, I you wrote, you blew me away in in our DMs back and forth uh, in preparation for the show. You said you have an atom bomb for everybody listening to this podcast. I'll just, I'll, the platform is yours. Do your thing. Yeah, Anthony, I have had uh, – so this was not how I expected this story to break, but I have had uh, eight different TV networks tell me that LeBron James is pitching – a like off the record, but tell me that LeBron James is pitching a documentary on his family and their life in L.A. and what it's like for his son as like a top recruit playing in L.A. and what it's like for LeBron playing for the Lakers in L.A. and getting to the – adjusting to that. And they're like – they're kind of trying to be low-key about it, but they're pitching out this documentary. And so that to me – I mean I think we just blew this thing wide open. I think I think – like, why would they be pitching that if he's not coming to the Lakers? We've been wondering all show long why LeBron is is why the Lakers are the far and away favorites to sign LeBron. It all makes sense now. Yeah, it all it all makes sense I'm, now. I mean, I was I was kind of shocked that like they would be kind of that reckless about it. But, you know, I guess they think like they're close enough to the date. They can probably just start doing that. I, I guess so. I guess so. But, you know, that's great to find out. I'm really excited. Watching LeBron next year is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be nice covering a good Lakers team, I got to say. And, like, I'm fun. pretty happy that, like, I was able to get this scoop. Well, then we also we also have this breaking news uh, coming from Whitney uh, Wedworth of, of uh, Twitter in SB Nation who says that Paul George and Josh Hart walked into the Fortnite thing together. I guess apparently there's a Fortnite event tonight, and they walked into that together. So Paul George mm, and LeBron. That's a lot of chin rub. Mo- yeah, okay. How about that? All right, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again. Pete will be back at it again tomorrow's in tomorrow's show. Uh, thank you, Harrison, for hopping on, and thank you, Harrison, for dropping that atom bomb for us. That's, that's, congratulations on a huge scoop, man. I'm always happy to report the best facts.